Boom! Good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have Zach Tucker and Jeremy Grader. Zach and Jeremy are the founders and hosts of the Fit Mess podcast. For nearly a decade, they have pushed themselves to learn more about their own physical, emotional, and mental health. This has created a passion for using their acquired knowledge to help others. As hosts of the show since 2017, they've had the opportunity to speak to a wide range of guests, including some of the biggest names in health and wellness, and they share those lessons with you. Today, we dive into why motivation doesn't show up, it's created, how each person is the cause and solution of their problems, and sometimes the best way to start is just clearing a path. Have a listen. Have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough, that you'll never be successful? If so, you're not alone. I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. It's a dirty, dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur is shown in the media. I realized that in order to succeed, I needed help. We all do. So I decided to go all in on myself, spending thousands of hours in the trenches, reading, joining groups, listening to podcasts, hiring coaches to develop a bulletproof morning routine for success. Join me on my journey as together, we build our morning fire to ignite our lives as entrepreneurs. My name is Jeff Wickersham, and this is the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have Zach Tucker and Jeremy Grader on the show. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a, yeah, it's a really excited to be here. And it's it's the first time having a dual camera in the uh, in the <laughs> arena in the dojo. I'm excited to uh, to have a great discussion with the uh, with the three of us. So as always, always love to start out the podcast with grounding ourselves with three breaths in. We're going to do a six count in, two second hold, seven seconds out. Let's go ahead and breathe in. Hold for two, and out for seven. Good. Another breath in for six. Hold for two and out for seven. Final breath in for six. Hold for two and out for seven. Awesome. Now that we're grounded, we're going to amp up that energy. I'm going to count three, two, one. We're going to hit... We're going to hit a boom up, pound our chest at the top of our lungs in three, two, one, and boom. boom. <laughs> I like that. There you go. Appreciate, appreciate you guys. That's a fun appreciate way to start the show, man. Hey, yeah. amp up the energy. Those I, I always say nothing great can be done without energy, excitement, and enthusiasm. So always love to uh, not only get grounded, but amp up that energy a little bit. So I always love asking my guests, what's that go-to morning habit ritual routine that you use every single day that kind of sets you down that path towards success. So I'll ask Jeremy to, uh, to share first, you know, for me, my morning, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but my morning really starts the night before, right? I mean, it starts with eating a reasonable dinner a few hours before bedtime at least, and making sure that what I can prep for the morning, cause I'm not a morning person. I don't, I don't wake up on the right side of the bed. I don't even know how to find it. So I want to make sure that the kids school lunches, they're packed as much as they can be. Their clothes are set out so that they don't have to argue with who's going to wear what, uh, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Like I don't want to walk into a kitchen. I shouldn't say I don't want to, I would love to walk into a sparkling clean kitchen every morning, but that's not reality. As long as it's functional, like if I can reach the tap in the sink above the pile of dishes to wash off the fruit and so then cool. As long as there's a path, then, then great. Um, 
So that so that's sort of looking ahead to the morning. But again, back to the night before, I try to get to bed around ten o'clock. I, I don't want to stay up too late. Um, it, it, you know, when I'm really dedicated, I can put the phone away an hour before bed. All just sort of all these sort of standard things, so that when I do finally get to bed, I can I can read a little bit. I can just meditate, breathe, just signal to my brain that hey, this is time to shut down. It's time to to rest and recharge. That way, when I do wake up, you know, I, I I've hit the ground running. I've already got stuff ready for the kids to get out the door get them on the school bus and then straight into the gym, just move my body, uh, do 30, 45 minute workout every single day, as much as I, you know, un unless for whatever reason I can't, some scheduling conflict comes up, whatever, but that's, that's the intention, you know, come back from there and, and I give myself some time to just clean up, have some coffee on the porch and just sort of mentally prepare for the day, get calm, get clear and, and prepare. And then that's when I open up my calendar and, and look ahead to what, what's going on, assess what needs to be addressed first. What are the biggest tasks? And that's really the, the the key for me is start with the hardest thing first. Whatever the thing is that I absolutely don't want to do, the biggest pain in the ass that I don't want to manage, do that first because otherwise I'm going to put it off and then I'm going to just you know, consume my day with busy work to feel like I'm being productive, knowing that thing needs to be done. And by the time I'm ready to, to address it, I'm out of energy, I'm burned out, I'm going to do a bad job, I'm going to put it off and do the whole cycle all over again the next day. So, you know, and, and that really for me starts in the gym, like the gym to me is the signal that I can do hard things. I can start my day doing a hard thing and successfully doing it. Even if I did a crap job and it was a terrible workout, I showed up, I did it and I finished it. That's a signal to the rest of my day that I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my best. It might, it might be sloppy, but I'm going to do my best and I'm going to get it done. Love it. And love, love the exercise piece. I also love how you're planning the night before. And I, I feel like that's missed by so many people, especially parents, right? I, I, that is yeah. low hanging fruit. Like imagine having the lunches done the night before. And I've talked to many parents and guided them and helped them saying, when you're doing that in the morning, you're adding stress to yeah. the process where let's not beat around the bush. I mean, making a lunch is, doesn't take a lot of brain power to do. So why not? Well, do you, you don't know how before? picky my kids are. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe you have a, uh, that, that's another reason why you do it at night because yeah. they're, they're pretty picky, but once but it's you also, have what they want, it's not yeah. that yes. yeah. terribly stressful, right? It's also one of those things though, where it's, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I think that what you do today sets you up for tomorrow. What you do this year sets you up for five years from now. Like Whatever what you know, whatever you put into the effort to prepare for tomorrow is going to make tomorrow better. So that just applies universally to school lunches, to your health, to your mental health, your job, whatever it is. The more that you can prepare today for a better tomorrow, the better tomorrow is going to go. Yep, so so true. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing, Zach. What about on your end? Yeah, uh, I, I'll say you know the night before is definitely very important. Um, like Jeremy, I like to I try to go to bed at nine thirty only because I wake up at 5.30 every morning. Uh, just, I don't know why, it just happens. Um, and I make sure that I've got my three top priorities for the next day figured out. Um, like Jeremy was saying, you know, the thing you don't wanna do, but I really go through, I've got, as we all do, you know, 10,000 things on my to-do list. And I pick out the three most important, most urgent things. And I commit to just getting those three things done. And that's it. The other 10,000 can wait. And if I get those three done the next day, it's it's a successful day. But for me, and the, I'm going to tell you what my normal routine is, because the last two weeks I've been completely thrown out of my routine and, and I'm paying dearly for it. Um, my normal routine is I wake up at about 530 
and I make coffee in a, a to-go cup and I bring it to the gym with me. I don't drink it. Um, I very purposefully wait about two hours before I drink my coffee so that my adrenal system can actually naturally wake me up and then I'll have my coffee. Um, but I go to the gym, I go to a CrossFit gym. I do about an hour workout. Um, it's dreadful. I usually leave my soul right on the, on the ground every day. Um, but I know I've got my coffee waiting for me in the car. Um, and that movement piece is just so, so important for me. First thing in the morning, it it's, it's one thing that I, at the end, you know, there's that book called make your bed. Well, I like to go work out and that's my check of like, I did something successful. I did something hard. I did something that I should be proud of right away. And then I reward myself with my coffee. Um, and then after that, it's, you know, um, checking the calendar, checking, um, all of my various ways that people have to communicate with me, text messaging, Slack, email. Um, I, I'm really annoyed at the fact that I have so many that people can contact me on. Um, just make sure that like there's nothing urgent, nothing critical, nothing on fire. And then I pick those three things that I needed to get done. And I just hit them as hard as I can until I get them done. And if that's all I do that day, it's a success. If I get them done by noon, the rest of the day is gravy. Um, so that's that's my normal routine. Um, I've been traveling recently with and going into different time zones and, and I've had my daughter on days I don't normally have her. So I couldn't go to the gym. So my, my, my morning workout routine has been almost non-existent for two weeks where I've gotten some in in the afternoon and a few things here and there, but not moving in the morning and actually drinking my coffee too soon has really bled into the rest of my day. And I can't tell you how unfocused I am and, and, and the, um, inability to get as many things done as I want to do. And I'm like having, you know, what I feel like sugar crashes in the middle of the afternoon and getting really tired and lethargic. It's, it is absolutely amazing how critical my routine is and that movement first thing in the morning and the things I do for my body is for me because I'm seeing the other side of it right now of how terrible my performance is because I'm not doing those things that I need to. I appreciate you sharing that. And it's what a, gift that you're seeing it. I know it's probably difficult to go through it right now, but you talk about, Hey, smacking you in the face and, and it become becoming a must have regardless of the circumstances. It's a great, uh, great example of when you don't do it, how much it can throw you off, uh, off kilter for, for sure. So I appreciate you guys sharing that. So let's, let's get into the story. How'd you guys connect? You know, I know you've got the fit mess podcast, Tell me a little bit of, of a backstory about the two of you. Jeremy, you want to go first? Yeah. I mean, it, it started um, many, many years ago when, when our kids are, you know, my first daughter and, and Zach's daughter were, were born. Our, um, our wives were involved in sort of a, a fit mom group and, and connected that way. And so then, of course, Zach and I were dragged to various social functions where we had to, you know, pretend to get along and all the things. And, uh, you know, like any, any guys walking into a new relationship, there's always some wall up. You don't know how the other guy is going to react because, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty open book. I think I, I try to be pretty open and vulnerable with people and, and sometimes to a fault where people are like, oh, what's with this guy, you know, being, being so open and not just talking about the game last night. Um, so it took a little time, a, a, a few events of Zach and I getting together and, and kind of testing the waters to see how, how far we could go with that. And, 
I, I, I don't really even really remember when we became friends, but I do know that along the way, we both discovered that we were both sort of on this wellness journey, you know, sort of taking steps to improve ourselves, get healthier, deal with our mental health challenges. And we were just having more and more open conversations about those. And, and I realized that Zach was a couple of years ahead of me on the path. And so I started kind of coming to him with, hey, have you tried this thing? Have you tried that thing? And he had a lot of great advice for me. And we just really just, we just decided that, you know, I'd, I'd been podcasting for a long time and, and Zach was interested in starting a podcast. And we were having these conversations and realizing we don't hear these conversations, particularly among men sharing, you know, the struggle, the hard times, how much it su sucks to go through this stuff. And so we decided this is something that we wanted to share with, with other men, with other people online to, to hear that guys can open up and it's okay because you know, you need that support. It's, it's not a, a, a fun path. It's, it's a very lonely path when you decide to, to address these things. And so we decided to start this podcast in hopes of finding people like us that felt alone, that felt like, and particularly guys, because they, they don't hear this kind of talk, but we wanted to just reach out to those people and say, Hey, you're not alone. This does suck. It's really, really hard, but I promise you on the other side of it, it's well worth it. Um, and so that's sort of the short version, I think, of, of how it all came together. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Zach. Well, I will add the one the one part of, um, you know, when I said I wanted to do this, I, I went to Jeremy. And I was like, listen, you've done podcasts before. I've never done one. I know I can talk into I, I know I can talk to the topics. Let's go do this. Jeremy was so hesitant yeah. to jump out. And because we, you know, we do put our feelings out there and we we put a lot out there that um, I guess you know, 10 years ago, my, myself, I, I, I would never have even said to another person, let alone to uh, on a podcast. So Jeremy was very, very hesitant. I, I'd say it took about a month and a half of prodding him to, uh, to get this going. And finally we, we sat down in front of the mics and, um, it just, it was pretty natural. Like it really flowed and like, it's, it's worked really well. And, and I, I can't say, I have any regrets about it because it's just worked out so well. And, and I think we've helped a lot of people kind of open up and we've helped a lot of people realize that, Oh, we, we can talk about this stuff. It's okay to do this. No, I, I love that. And kudos to, to both of you for having a voice and stepping into that uncomfortable zone of saying it's okay to, to speak. And I, I, I'm cut from the same cloth where men, especially, we, we keep everything internal. I always say yeah. you've got to like light a smoke bomb, throw it in the cave. So the guy will come out to actually talk and express his feelings and say, right. Hey, I'm struggling a little bit because many of us were brought up in an area where it was rub some dirt on it and toughen up where yep. man, that, that just creates this isolation, creates this depression, creates all this mental pain and struggle that if you connect with somebody else, it's so amazingly powerful to say, no, we all go through the same shit. Let's help each other. Let's, when you have a down day, I might have a great day and be able to pick you up and yeah. go from there. So I, I, I love that. Kudos to, uh, to you guys. So let's transition into, you know, motivation. It doesn't show up. It's created. I love that topic. Let's start with Zach first this time. What does that mean to you? And, and how do people fall into that? Hey, I need to be motivated to start trap. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think both Jeremy and I have always, kind of, you know, said, I'll, I'll start the, I'll start whatever it is on Monday. Like if I'm going to do a diet, I'm going to do it Monday or I'll wait for new year's or I'll wait. Um, just always waiting for 
that that motivation, that feeling, that that kick to move on whatever it is that you want to move on. And, you know, Jeremy and I have come to the conclusion that like, it's not coming. Like no one's going to come help you. That, that motivation doesn't just show up. You just need to make a decision and move. That's the motivation. That's how you get through these things. And, you know, we, we, again, all of the, the work that we've done on ourselves for mental health, emotional health, physical health, we couldn't wait for motivation. We just had to act like we're both in our forties. We, we don't have time to wait for that motivation anymore. Um, and I'll let Jeremy throw some more color on it, but that's really the the point of all of this is that it's no one's coming to help you. It's not coming. Like you need to make it yourself and you need to just do it. Not to steal from Nike, but stealing. <laughs> Checks in the mail, Nike. Checks in the mail. Um, yeah, it, it, just to, to add on that, there's actually in, in our Facebook group, somebody mentioned something the other day, and I'm going to start stealing it. He said something to the effect of, uh, you know, motivation is just, it turns into expiration. It's, it's not something that sticks around long enough to help you keep going with whatever the thing is you decided to do. The, it starts with the decision. I'm, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm just going to become the guy that goes to the gym every day. You might not do a great job. It might suck. It might be awful, but you're just going to go every day. And the minute you make that commitment and, and, and this isn't just about going to the gym, this is about whatever the thing is you're going after. You have to make that decision and then stop negotiating with yourself. This is something, again, using the gym analogy, because this is sort of where my head's been for the last few months. I can negotiate all day long. Oh, it's, it's early. I'm tired. I'm kind of sore. I'll, I'll go after lunch. Oh, well, then that call comes in after lunch and now I can't do it then. Oh, well, I'll pick up the kids and, you know, they can bring their tablets and they'll sit in there. Oh, but then I don't want to because now it's weird and I don't want to have them, you know, in the gym for no reason. I can negotiate all day long and still end up having, having the only exercise I've done is be the gymnastics of wrestling with when is this thing going to happen that ends up not happening. So you just have to decide. And, and for me, it started with literally putting working out on my calendar for a week. I didn't go once that week, but it was on my calendar. And at the end of the calendar or at the end of the week, I looked back at the calendar and went, look, look at those five days that I could have done it. Do I want in five years to go, I could have done it? Or do I want to just commit to, I have the time. So that's not an excuse. I just need the motivation, which is just the decision to do it. And then once you make that agreement with yourself and you take the action, it snowballs. You, you go once, and so now the, the pain of, oh, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be hard? Yeah, it is. That's okay. It can, it can be hard because then you're going to be proud of yourself that you did that hard thing. And then all of a sudden, the weights are going to get a little heavier, and you're going to feel, or sorry, they're going to get a little lighter, I promise. Uh, and, and it'll just start to get a little bit easier. And, and the motivation becomes that it's just part of your habit. It's just, it just becomes who you are as a person. And it's, you don't have to negotiate anymore. You don't have to go through all those mental gymnastics. You can just become that person and then start applying that to more things as, as you continue down this path, because once you kick door, kick open one, once you kick open one door, you're going to find three more on the other side and you'll get to choose which one you want to go after. No, I love that. And I, I would say motivation, very similar to feelings right of of and and i had this backward for gosh my 20s and 30s i'm in my 40s as well where we think we need to feel a certain way yep. then we'll take action and then that'll shape our identity well you need to flip that completely around what's your identity first and we're using working out i mean every day i define my identity as a world class athlete 
Mm-hmm. So as a world-class athlete, am I going to skip the gym and the workout and the burpees and the pull? No, I'm doing it regardless. You take action and then it spirals up and you, you have that feeling of, Hey, I'm somebody that makes a promise to myself and follows through. And that's, yep. that's incredibly powerful. So that, that identity defining that so, so true. Uh, love how you guys frame that up and, and too many people wait for those feelings and they never come and yeah. our feelings yeah. betray us all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it, especially if it's raining out, the weather's not good. It, it gives you the option to say no. And you just, you need to, you need to create that standard, create that identity. And then you, then you move forward. It's mm-hmm. probably one of the most common things that I hear from people is uh, I'm just trying to find the motivation to, I know what to do. I just need to get motivated to do. Then, 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 you know, like you already know, it's just, you haven't made the decision yet for whatever reason, you're not uncomfortable enough to do something different. And, and mm-hmm. that is typically what it takes is you get to a point where you're, in, you know, and, and you don't, you don't want it to be too late where it's a diagnosis of some kind about your health that says, oh, now it's, it's too late. You should have. So yeah. don't wait for that. Don't wait for that rock bottom. Let this be your rock bottom where you're like, I know what I need to do. I need to just do it. That's, that's bottom enough. So go from there and start taking the actions that you know you need to take. And if anything, this pandemic, you know, from a wellness perspective, the people that suffered the most have pre-existing conditions. I, I've had friends that have been hit by COVID and it's been five, six days that they're still not able to get through it. Mm-hmm. Well, they might be 30 to 40 pounds overweight. That has an impact on how your body can react, your immune system, all those, all those pieces to it. And, you know, Jeremy, you had a great segue, you know, into each person is not only the cause, but also the solution of their problems. So explain that to me a little bit. I, I've spent most of my life getting in my own way. To, I mean, even even your intro, you know, when, when you talk about, you know, feeling like a failure and all the things that you tell yourself, all that toxic. I, I said that to myself today. I said that to myself yesterday. <laughs> I, I did today's too. Yeah, well, so if if you're if you're trying anything extraordinary and not not from like a worldview, but even for yourself, if you're trying anything extraordinary for yourself. You're going to feel like who am I to even consider this is moronic. What kind of a fool would pursue such a ridiculous, you have, you have to shut that stuff up. And, and that's where it starts with those small steps. The, the, you know, maybe you're not ready for the gym. Maybe you want to go for a walk. Maybe you need to just drink more water, whatever the thing is, but you got to start making small victories and you got to start taking the steps toward that person you want to be. You have to decide who am I going to be in five years? Who am I going to be next year? Whenever the thing, like pick your date, Decide what that person looks like and take a look at the actions you're taking today. Are they making that person or are they making the person that you are today? Because I know the person I am today is not who I want to be in five years. It's the person who I ended up with because of 45 years that led up to it. So you just, you got to get out of your own way. You've got to find a way to, to build up a, a body of evidence that says that you are the person you're trying to become because you are. You, you might not look like them physically or whatever the thing is, but that person exists in you if you can imagine them. So if you can quiet those voices that are holding you back and you can stop making the decisions that, that keep you stuck where you are and start making different ones, even if they're the wrong ones, make different choices because then you will learn from the failures or you'll have the successes. But I promise you, if you are not happy with where you are now, it's because of the decisions you've been making up to this point and you need to make different choices and start learning from them 
whether they work or they don't. So again, you, you have to find ways to get out of your own way and stop listening to those, those voices that hold you back from becoming who you want to become. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll just add to that. I, I know I, I actually had a conversation with my daughter about this a little bit last night because that that's one of the things that I've always had a problem with is um, I am my own worst critic and whatever's going on, whatever's happening, I will be so hard on myself. And the day I started listening to that voice and just hearing it and not doing anything about it, but just hearing it and hearing how hard I was, um, that opened my eyes a little bit. And then I threw a little bit more of a twist into it. And this is where you, this is where you change it. I would picture saying the exact same things to somebody that I love, right? Mm -hmm. Like my daughter, the things that I said to myself, I pictured saying to her and that would have traumatized her. That would have cost me thousands and dollars, thousands of dollars in therapy bills. <laughs> so why am I saying this to myself? So I would always just flip it around and say, okay, I said this thing to myself. I wouldn't say it to my daughter. What would I say to my daughter and make that conscious choice and say those things to myself and be kind to myself? And it's really hard to do because sometimes you don't even hear that negative self-talk. You don't even recognize it. But once you can hear it, flip that script and make it something about love, about appreciation, enjoying yourself and know that you're not perfect. You're going to make mistakes. That's what makes us all human. So it's it's really making that choice to be better to yourself. And once you do start talking to yourself in a much better light, like that negative voice will start to go away. It won't ever go away permanently, but it'll lessen and, and it'll just become who you are, somebody who talks positively to yourself. Yeah, so, so true. I mean, here's three examples of guys that are saying, hey, we, we, we experience the same things, right? We've got that negative voice. And, and I love the, the metaphor of, we usually use a hammer on us, right? Zach, you mm -hmm. said to beat ourselves up over and over again, instead of taking a flashlight and shining on, why am I, you know, what were the triggers? What was, what was going on? Did I sleep well? Did I eat well? Did I exercise? And figuring out that I, I love that, uh, that piece, but it's so, so true. Putting somebody else to what your negative dog or negative voice is, is saying, it gives you that little bit of space to say, I would never say that about my daughter, or I've got two sons. Why am I saying it about myself and, and giving you a little bit of a pause to, to change the narrative? So, you know, obviously we, we battle, each and every one of us battles that mental war day in and day out. How do we, how do we clear out the path? So, you know, we can, we can start fresh and, and you, you, you had mentioned that that's a great way to, to just start overall. So Zach, you want to touch on that first? Yeah. Um, so I think this was, this was, so the name of our podcast, the fit mess, the mess part has a, a very specific reason, uh, or a meaning. And for years, I don't know, maybe it was just a little bit of OCD living in my head. You know, I felt like whatever it is I was trying to fix, it needed to be perfect. It needed to be a hundred percent. It needed to be flawless. And I mean, that's just not, realistic. Like you can't do that. Um, so all of these things that I wanted to do for myself, whether it was start a business or, um, get a promotion at work or start working out or eating right, like anything, I would come up with these grand, huge plans that nobody could keep. 
And then I, I would fail three days later and be hard on myself. And it took me so long to realize that like, if you look at, you know, it's a mess, everything's a mess. Like if your house is a gigantic mess and your goal is to get to the kitchen to get some food, you don't have to clean the whole house to get there. You just have to clear a path to get to the kitchen. And then you can come back and you can clean up all that other stuff. But now you've laid down the first path. Then you can do another path and another path. And eventually all of those paths will clear the house out. But you have to start with small bits and pieces and be okay with the periphery being very, very messy on the side. Um, I don't know if you've experienced that yourself, but um, it's my brain was all or nothing. And I really had to shift it, shift it to little steps. And then, then I'll look back five years later and go, huh, the house is clean now or cleaner. Right. I, I love to, I love to just say, break it down to the smallest micro step that you can do. That's almost laughable that you cannot fail in doing it. So you take back to kind of what we alluded to in the beginning, that motivation, you just take action and you, you get that quick micro win. And then that compels you to do more. So, so totally agree there. What about you, Jeremy? Yeah, I think that resonates with my story. I, I, I look at all of the things that I try to do every day and I usually do most of them just in terms of taking care of myself and, and, you know, tell me 10 years ago, these are all the things that are going to just be kind of part of who you are every day, part of just your normal routine. And I would have laughed you out of the room because it's just too many things. But it, it didn't start by me just waking up one day and going, hey, I'm going to intermittent fast. I'm going to drink this much water and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to walk every single day. And I'm going to like, the, I mean, the list is, is ridiculous. But it started with just getting on a bike after I hurt myself. You know, I, I, had a, I had a knee injury and my physical therapist said, you know, unless you want to replace both those knees, get on a bike as much as you can. And I thought she was insane. But I was convinced by my brother who said, just become that weird guy who rides his bike to work every day. And so I did, I bought some used bike and started biking and I fell in love with just the, the feeling of being in the moment. And I wanted more of that in my life. So I found a therapist and he was really big on meditation and he introduced me to meditation and just being present and being in the moment and all that. And then that just opened up other doors to, you know, trying to eat a little better, trying to get a little bit more working out and just, just being aware of where my pain points were, getting curious about what the root of them was. And finding ways to deal with that rather than just continuing to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So all of those things, it all just starts with just starting something. And that's, that's, where, that's where the show was born. That's where the podcast was born is that we want people to feel like if they haven't done anything and they want to do something, we've got, what, 130 different ideas for you or places to start. So pick one, try it. You might hate it. It might suck. It might do nothing for you. Try something else, but eventually you'll find something that does work. And then you're going to find from that other things that you'll want to try. And that's, to me, that's, that's what this is all about is just trying to build up again, that body of evidence, all of those things that you don't think you can do. Those things sound like too big, too difficult. You can do them. Maybe not today, but the small steps you take today can get you there, you know, in a very short period of time. Yeah, I love that. It's almost, I, I love to say it's putting that lab coat on, right? Becoming a scientist and start playing around. And once you yeah. start to see progress and you become curious, then mm -hmm. it's a never ending game. And I think that's another trap that so many people fall into. Uh, I just want to get here and then I'll be able to rest. Yeah. You're, you're never going to be exonerated from the work. It's 
No. You always need to get better or you're getting worse. So those mm-hmm. are the two options. So once you get curious, then it it's like that that light switch flips yeah. and you can never turn off the light. And then it's There's... that constant journey of how do I get better today? And I'm just going to get better today than I was yesterday. Not yeah. two years ago where I'm not wor- worrying about who I am tomorrow. It's just, hey, how do I get a little bit better today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's only one finish line and we'll all get there eventually. Yep. So, so true. So Jeremy and Zach, where can, uh, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, our website is thefitmess.com. We're at fitmess guys on pretty much everything uh, that you use to, to, to be social. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to connect with whoever wants to find us there. Yeah. Awesome. Jeremy, Zach, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having us. A lot yeah, of fun. Thanks. Thank thanks you. For, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat, get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. You now have the knowledge, but without action, knowledge is useless. Choose to act. Choose to step into your greatness and unlock that hero inside of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so more entrepreneurs can hear this message. If you absolutely love this podcast, which I hope you do, then share it up with someone you know who might see benefit from it. Become that beacon of change and together, we can impact the world.